0: It's 8 o'clock on today. Coming up, crisis averted with just hours to go until a government shutdown. Congress now expected to hold a last-minute vote later today to keep things going. We have an agreement
1: on the CR, the continuing resolution to prevent the government shutdown. We're
0: live with what you need to know. Vaccines and... Pregnancy. The CDC urging pregnant and breastfeeding women to get vaccinated immediately. A look at the increased risk they face of being hospitalized or even dying from COVID.
2: Plus, Demi Lovato, one-on-one. I don't identify as uh, just a woman or just a man, and I, I identify as both. The star opening up about balance, identity, and even extraterrestrials. We went out there with equipment and meditated and tried to make contact.
0: And and you'll have to watch the show. Oh. Come on. We'll give you a first look at a different side of Demi. Today, Thursday, September 30th, 2021.
3: Celebrating my birthday from Columbia, Columbia, South, South Carolina. Carolina.
4: Good morning, Tama, Iowa. A we go along, here to meet Al, Al Roker. Roker. Hi, Hi. We're, we're the workmans. workmans, and
5: today's
2: our son's second birthday.
5: My 33rd birthday. <laughs>
2: and, and our fifth wedding, wedding anniversary. Mother,
6: daughter, trip. From Savannah's neck of the woods, Tucson, Arizona. Sending love to my mom,
7: Faith, back in Green Cove Springs, Florida. Happy birthday.
0: Oh, look at that. birthday okay, Girl, welcome back to today. So happy you're joining us. We're one day closer to the weekend. All that's right.
8: right. Mm-hmm. Friday Eve. Mm-hmm. Friday Eve. Uh, by the way, we've got a lot of baby news. You'll probably remember uh, here on Wednesday, Dylan's new bundle of joy. Oh, that's our first <gasps> yesterday. This is it. This is our first look at yeah. the adorable Russell James Fischera. Oh, he's How
9: cute. Sweet. He looks like daddy.
8: Baby Russ. Oh, wow. Uh, so Dylan's actually going to FaceTime us in just a few minutes on the third mm-hmm. hour of today. So cool. about 9 o'clock, we'll talk to, to Russell and Dylan. Oh, can't
9: oh, sweet, wait. Sweet. Got another baby to talk about tomorrow on today. Kristen Welker's oh. journey to motherhood. Look at little Margot. Mm. Boy, she has brought so much joy to our family and to Kristen's family. She's been enjoying time at home with Margo. And tomorrow, Kristen will share what that bonding time has meant to her as she prepares to come back to work. And we've missed her, but what a precious time for her. Mm, how sweet. All right, guys, let's get right to your news at 8 o'clock. The Democrats
0: are optimistic they have a deal in place to avert a partial government shutdown at midnight tonight. But there's still no agreement on spending for key parts of the president's agenda. NBC's chief White House correspondent and Weekend Today co-anchor Peter Alexander. He joins us with the very latest. Hey, Peter, good morning.
5: Hey, Hoda, good morning to you. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer announced last night the Democrats have reached a deal with Republicans to avoid a government shutdown. A vote will take place later this morning to keep the government open through early December. The bill, notably, it does not include an increase in the nation's borrowing limit. That means that the U.S. is still facing that potentially catastrophic default. By the middle of October, if it isn't resolved. And this is a pivotal day for the president's economic agenda and also for Democrats, with House Speaker Nancy Pelosi saying that she still plans to hold a vote today on the trillion dollar bipartisan infrastructure plan, despite those deepening divisions within the two wings of her party. Moderates, they want that vote to happen now, but progressives, they're threatening to sink it unless there is an agreement on a second, much larger package containing their spending priorities. And right now, it appears they're a long way from that.
9: All right. Peter Alexander at the White House. Peter, thank you. Turning now to an urgent health warning. The CDC out with a message for pregnant women strongly recommending they get vaccinated against COVID-19. And joining us to break down this new advisory is NBC medical contributor, Dr. Mm -hmm. Natalie Azar. Natalie, what the CDC has Mm -hmm. found is really quite stark.
7: The, you know, Savannah, the stats really speak for themselves. Since the onset of the pandemic, over 125,000 pregnant women have been infected with COVID-19. Sadly, 161 of those have, ha- have died. 22 as recently as August. And only a third of eligible women who are pregnant have gotten vaccinated. And now we actually have data that shows how risky COVID-19 is in pregnancy. We know that there is a twofold increase in the risk of ICU admission. No. There's a 70% risk increased risk of dying. And it's also, it's not just a risk to mom, it's also a risk to baby. There's an increased risk of stillbirth, preterm delivery, and admission to the NICU, for a baby. Those stats are are devastating, but how concerned because there are pregnant women who are like, I'm afraid. I'm not sure what that shot is going to do to me or my baby. So what are those issues? So, you know, Hoda, encouragingly there is absolutely no data to suggest that the vaccine is dangerous for the baby. In fact, the data shows that the vaccine can prevent stillbirth miscarriage and there is no evidence that the vaccine increases the risk of birth defects. It's essentially the vaccination has the power to protect both mom and the baby. Are are pregnant women eligible for the booster? They are eligible for the booster, but I want to reinforce how important it is that if you haven't been vaccinated and you're either planning on becoming pregnant are pregnant or even Mm postpartum and breastfeeding, please get vaccinated. Some of my colleagues at NYU just published last week on the benefits of vaccination during pregnancy. All 100% of the babies who were born to moms who got vaccinated during pregnancy had evidence of spike antibody, which we know is so important because those newborns are not protected and they're obviously not eligible for vaccination themselves. All right. Dr. Azar, thank you. Good information.
8: Also this morning, a courageous journalist is describing her dramatic escape from Afghanistan, where she feared persecution, even death. She shared her story in USA Today with the reporter who launched the international rescue effort. NBC's senior Washington correspondent, Hallie Jackson, joins us with more. Hallie, good morning.
6: Hey, Craig, good morning. This is an incredible story of bravery and connection, bringing together journalists from one of the country's most well-known papers, a foreign special forces unit, and a U.S. service member, all scrambling to get this courageous woman to the airport with time running out. This is what it looked like at the Kabul airport the day Fatima Hosseini tried to escape Afghanistan. Every single moment
10: that I went through each one of these experiences, I thought, okay, that I'm
11: done. I can't, I can't go further.
6: Her journey had begun much earlier as a young woman growing up in Afghanistan, a student, then a journalist, and an advocate for other women like her. So, when the Taliban took over, everything changed fast. The freedom I had, it was gone right at that, that moment. That morning, even that from m- that morning to that afternoon, exactly, it changed. changed. It changed, or like in several hours. Overseas, a reporter for USA Today who knew Fatima reached out, worried with militants capturing the presidential palace.
10: This comes on a whim, I have to say. It was like. Fatima, how are you doing, you know, um, you know wh- what, you know, where are you, you know, um, how can we help you?
6: Kim Helmgard connected Fatima with a former U.S. Marine and Navy Reservist Alex cornell dehu, who in turn reached out to a contact from Ukraine.
10: I never in the world thought that this would start with one phone call to a friend I had worked with at NATO school uh, to the Ukrainian president, the, the special forces.
6: With the help of Ukrainian special forces, Fatima was approved for a humanitarian flight from the Kabul airport. But getting there and getting out proved almost impossible. She was stopped at checkpoints, tear-gassed, militants threatening to kill her. Someone in the crowd sexually assaulted her. You tried to push forward. You said a Taliban fighter was putting off a gun right to your ear, right? You thought you were deaf. Sorry, it just hurts so much. For Alex, agony, waiting for any word of her condition.
10: Oh, it was more stressful than being in combat in the Marine Corps.
6: But with one final push, Fatima got to the airport gate and to safety. The evacuation mission over, but another mission just beginning.
10: Maybe there is a reason for it, a reason for representing women's voices.
6: You see yourself as their representative now who made it out to be able to share their stories
10: hopefully I can do it. It's a big responsibility, but
4: hopefully I can do it.
6: I think a lot of people know she can do it. Fatima's family, we should note, also made it out. Their flight took off just minutes before that attack outside the Kabul airport that killed 13 U.S. service members. And while Fatima was the first person that Alex and his network helped escape Afghanistan, since then they've worked to evacuate more than
9: 400 other people and counting. Craig.
8: Wow. Allie Jackson, thank you for sharing Uh, Fatima's brave story. Thank you, thank
9: you. Coming up next, guys, new hope for people battling severe substance abuse.
8: Kate Snow has an exclusive look at a groundbreaking brain surgery that's being used to treat patients for the very first time. And she also talks to families
4: who say it's already saving lives. That's right after this.
8: We're back with our One Nation Overdose series. And this morning, an exclusive first look
9: at a new surgery that could be life-changing for people who've spent years fighting substance abuse. And we see senior national correspondent Kate Snow is here with that story. Kate, this is fascinating. It is mm-hmm. fascinating,
11: right? It's cutting edge. An early small study aimed at people who might die if they don't get help. Implanting electrodes in the brain has been used successfully on Parkinson's patients for three decades, but at the West Virginia University Rockefeller Neuroscience Institute, for the first time in the U.S., they're using it on people fighting addiction. This brain surgery could revolutionize the way doctors treat severe substance abuse. It's already changed everything for 35 year old Jared Buckhalter. Do you think this device saved your life?
4: I I, I believe it did. Two years ago,
11: Jared was the first person in the U.S. ever to have electrodes implanted to stimulate his brain in the hopes of lessening his desire for drugs. A star wide receiver in high school in a small town in Pennsylvania, he was being recruited to play in college. But when that didn't happen, his life took a turn.
4: I felt that I had let everybody down, and, you know, that just really put me in a bad spot mentally. And the only thing that I knew to use to cope with that was pain pills.
11: For years, he spiraled downward.
4: I had
5: resolved the fact that he was going to die.
4: Oh, we gosh. just knew, well, he was either he was gonna crash a car, or OD, or something. But something was gonna happen. You drove a lot of people away, right? Mm-hmm. Family, friends, a lot. Got to the point where I literally. Had nobody, you know.
11: When his therapist suggested the experimental surgery, he was scared. But after meeting with Dr. Ali Razai, he agreed to be the very first. Rezai implanted a kind of brain pacemaker in his chest to send electrical impulses to the reward center deep in his brain.
4: Our goal is to increase your dopamine slowly using deep brain stimulation so that you don't need to seek drugs. To chase after that dopamine.
11: The electrodes also stimulate the frontal lobe, hoping to encourage better decision making. It has to be within a millimeter, right? Definitely. We watched in July as they operated on their third patient, James Fisher. They woke him to test the device.
4: what are you feeling? Any change you're noticing overall
11: for you? Um, happier. So this is where you're living now? Yep. Four weeks later, we met James at his sober living house in Morgantown, the very same place Jared now works.
4: I'm coming up on two years of uh, continuous sobriety. <laughs>
11: Both men say the surgery was the tool they needed to commit to recovery.
4: It's like somebody covered you up with a warm blanket, you know,
0: and just, just the feeling of everything's OK. I used to have a really hard
4: time making decisions.
11: You feel more clear now? Yeah. Has it changed you?
4: So it has. In every aspect of my life, it has changed me for the better. i it made I, it easier to stay sober? It's made it much easier.
11: Both have strong family support.
4: What has it been like for you? Like, Christmas every day? That's, like that was the way I described it, Christmas every day. Do
11: you think what you've gone through actually shows that addiction is something in part physical, physiological?
4: Sure, it is definitely a brain disease, and I think that this only proves that he's proud that he's repaired relationships. I became a much better son, you know, brother, uncle, uh, friend. I think that I'm finally the person that that all of them hoped I would be. Wow.
11: Yeah, Jared and James are doing so well. Another patient we should mention did relapse. They'll operate on a fourth patient soon, guys, and then they hope to do a bigger, more controlled study. And and by the way, we have more on James and Jared and their stories and and how this all works on NBCNews.com. Yeah, it's not a magic bullet, though. He still has to decide each day to stay sober every single day. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this this is a tool to help help. them. And also, I, I should mention that doctors are learning about substance abuse through the pacemakers that they have implanted in their chests, those actually send back data now about their brain uh, signals, right? And cool. so they can look at how what's happening in the brain is associated with behavior and feeling. So they're hoping to kind of almost get like a marker for what in the brain. I know, it's crazy it's But it's actually it incredible is. because yeah. then it
9: could also lead to other treatments. Yeah. The more you understand yeah. right. what is the dynamic that mm-hmm. produces right. addiction that some can overcome and others can't mm-hmm. when it's chem- brain mm-hmm. chemistry. Like when we know isn't. how
11: a heart arrhythmia affects your yes. heart. We know how yeah. an EKG can measure what's happening in your heart. Well, We, we need that for the brain. It wow. also
8: seems to disavow the notion that addiction is some, somehow connected to, to some sort of, like, weakness. It's a brain disease. Yeah. Like clearly, yeah. Yeah. Right. clearly yeah. triggered yeah. by Well, wow.
9: Jared was had a lot of guts to yeah. be the first one. He's yeah. yeah. incredible. And nice James, to too. Great yeah. yeah. guys. Wow.
12: Of those parents, Christmas every day. Yeah. Yeah. That really resonated.
11: Yeah. 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 That's okay. a great story, Kate. Hey, Thank hey, you. Hey. Hey. All right, Mr. Roker, how about a check of the weather? Well, we take a look right
1: now at what's going on for hurricane season 2021. we got now Tropical Storm Victor out there. Uh, it's out in the ocean now a big problem. 45 mile per hour winds west-northwest. 13 is going to stay away from land. That's the good news. But what's interesting is we're just about through all the names. The last one will be a fish storm named Wanda. Uh, But other than that, uh, we're just keeping an eye on all of that. Rest of the country, southern heat continues. Beautiful fall-like day through the northeast, New England, on into the Great Lakes. Heavy rain in the Central Plains. Severe storms down through southern Texas. And a gorgeous day, although dry, they could use the rain out west. But temperatures at least are moderate. And uh, don't forget, we are on the radio, Sirius XM Channel 108. Best time of the morning with, with Clark Kent.
12: <laughs> I had a minor little eye situation, yeah. so that's why I'm wearing my glasses. Oh, I all as well. Make I you look horrible. even more intelligent. That's right. That's that's right.
1: A Not
8: possible.
12: Fake it till you make it. Uh, first <laughs> up, Dave Chappelle, the legendary comedian, is back with an all-new stand-up yes. that's headed to Netflix. Wow. The Closer is Chappelle's sixth special on the streaming service, and it is set to wrap up a series of shows, which, by the way, have already earned him 3 Emmy win. Chappelle's The Closer is going to hit Netflix on October. Oh, next week, fifth. Yeah, it's coming up. Next up, Eminem. Funny, just last week, Savannah was telling us on Pop Star, I thought shockingly that her go-to <laughs> karaoke oh, song was the hit Eminem song yeah, "Lose Yourself." But did you know that the lyrics from that song have come to life in the form of a new restaurant in Eminem's hometown of Detroit. And it focuses on the line "Mom spaghetti." Now the <laughs> rapper
8: has a new Italian takeout place. Because you know the lyrics, like "Mom spaghetti." Yeah. yeah, I don't know if that's that's the title of. the restaurant want to, I, don't you know.
12: Wanna, I don't know. You want to eat? What's happening, Craig? Oh. It's happening right there. Okay. Decades <laughs> of serving up fiery versus Emma's dishing out some hot pasta. <laughs> Love it. And at yesterday's grand opening, check this: Slim Shady himself surprised everybody. <laughs> wow! <laughs> and he was hilarious. handing out orders <laughs> from their alley takeout window. <laughs> Excited fans snapping (laughs) up everything, like the the spaghetti sandwich you saw there and spaghetti and meatballs. Something to check out next time you're in Detroit. Oh,
9: my gosh. definitely! crazy.
12: Next up, two rock and roll powerhouses, Bruce Springsteen and John Mellencamp. The two have teamed up for a new song called Wasted Days. It's the first single off Mellencamp's upcoming album. They both look incredible. Sound great. Back in June, you might recall, the boss told Sirius XM Radio that he'd been spending a lot of time working with Mellencamp in Indiana. Springsteen has reportedly uh, helped out on three songs on Mellencamp's upcoming Mm album. Album. All right, guys.
0: Just ahead, our conversation with Demi Lovato on the long journey to self acceptance and the hunt for UFOs in the singer's mm-hmm. surprising
9: new show. Did you say UFOs? Yeah, I did. UFOs. Plus, Bobby plays with his going oh. you know, to whip up one of his favorite comfort foods for fall. Mm. It's a chili that Bobby says is a game changer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> game changer. We are back at day <laughs> September. How did that happen already? I don't know. By the way, that puppy's name
0: that you just saw is named Elphaba. I know, but uh-huh. wicked bad. Elphaba. Elphaba. But she says
9: she says she's not wicked though. She's oh. a not sweet puppy. Sweet,
0: sweet, sweet. All right, guys, we have a lot to get to in this half hour, including our wide-ranging conversation with Demi Lovato, who's out with a new a show that has the singer searching for extra terrestrial life. And Demi also talks a lot about her, her own life. All
8: right. Uh, then after that, another music star. I sat down with Amy Grant ahead of a new documentary all about the rise of faith-based music what she wishes everyone knew about the industry she
12: was there in the early days she was. for sure plus
8: from star singers to a superstar
12: chef friend of ours bobby flay whipping up what he says is a comforting bowl of veggie chili. That sounds a little oxymoronic to me, but we'll find out all about it. If there's no meat, I don't know how it could be good, but we'll find out. The weather's getting colder, yep. and the great Bobby Flay's here to help us out. Eggplant,
1: baby. Eggplant. All right. Uh, and coming up in the third hour, we're going to buddy up for a friendly bowling competition. Was it friendly? Was it friendly? Well, let's just say one of us... A bit of a ringer.
9: And I I had, I, a just, Craig. I had a feeling.
1: Oh, uh, I had a feeling. You're a bowler? I, I wouldn't say I'm a bowler. Well, oh, come on. I just saw right athlete. No, the, the form, the form, uh, impeccable. Oh, years, of, wow. years of hanging with his dad at the bowling alley. Oh, out. I want to
12: yeah. see that. axe throwing in Brooklyn? Oh, yeah. Did he show up in this <laughs> monogrammed <laughs> collared shirt? He
1: actually, no, he actually <laughs> was in I dressed the part. He was in an evening wear.
0: And don't forget, guys, tomorrow we're going to paint this plaza pink for the start of Brooklyn. Breast Cancer Awareness Month. We want you to join us. So just head to today.com slash plaza for all the details. We want you all to come out in your pink tomorrow.
9: All right. Also tomorrow, Chanel is Boston bound. She's going to get us ready for one of the NFL's most anticipated games of the year. Tom Brady. Coming back to New England to play against the Patriots. Hello, it's me. Remember that? Oh, I think I had a pop star this yeah, so week. It's happening Sunday night right here on NBC. And Chanel will be live at Gillette Stadium. Oh, Get us fine. ready nice. tomorrow and today. Big fine. game.
12: That's a
8: huge mm-hmm.
1: game. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Roker, before all of that, how about one more check of the weather? Let's take a look and see what we've got for your weekend. Starting with tomorrow, golden sunshine. Northeast New England, mid-Atlantic states, Great Lakes. Wet weather. Is soaking rain down through Texas. We're mild and dry out west. Then on Saturday. Saturday. Saturday, 10 out of 10. It's a perfect from Florida to New England. It's going to be spectacular. Chilly in the morning and in the plains and a lot of wet weather. Mississippi River Valley down into the Gulf. Then Sunday, Sunday, a lovely beach day along the Southeastern Atlantic Coast. Sunshine along the East Coast as well. Mild out west and looking some rain from the Great Lakes down into the Central Gulf. And that is your latest weather. All right, coming up, guys, our
0: one-on-one with Demi Lovato back in the spotlight with a new show that's not what you'd expect. But first, this is today on NBC.
12: That was fun to spend some time out with our mm-hmm. friends on the plaza. We are back. And Hoda, you've teased this several times this morning. We're all curious. You had a really special sit down with singer Demi Lovato. Yeah, we did.
0: We sat down to talk about the pop star's new Peacock show, which has Demi, get this, on the hunt for UFOs. Mm-hmm. However... Mm-hmm. We did chat about a lot more, a really honest conversation about identity, love, and support following a difficult time in Demi's life. How have you been doing just recently?
2: I've been doing very well. I had a lot of time during quarantine to self-reflect and learn a lot about who I am. I came out as non-binary in um, May, and ever since then, it's just felt like my my truth has been, you know, living my life as loudly as possible without a care in the world.
0: Demi Lovato has long lived a life out loud and in the spotlight. From Barney and Friends to Disney and some seven studio albums, including this year's Dancing with the Devil, The Art of Starting Over. The album covering a public battle with drug addiction she almost lost.
7: Demi
8: Lovato hospitalized after an apparent drug
0: overdose. But now Demi is charting a different path with a new identity. Now, the world gets confused because the, that's how the world yes, is. Well, yes. It's like, okay, non-binary, what does yes. that mean? What do, I've, I've known Demi Lovato since I watched her on TV with Barney. Yes. Well, so what does it mean?
2: Her is now a they. And the way that I explain being non-binary to people is, or, or gender non-conforming is, for me personally, I can't speak to everyone in their experience. When I came to the realization that I am equally as masculine as I am feminine, mm. my masculine and feminine energy are equal, mm. so much so that I don't... I may, I may be wearing a dress and heels right now, but I don't identify mm. as uh, just a woman or just a man. And mm. I, I identify as both. But I do have a lot of grace and a lot of understanding for people that maybe misuse my pronouns. I still mess up sometimes and you know, say, oh, I can't wait to be an aunt one day. And I'm like, wait, what is, what do <laughs> what, I, what right. word do I use? And so right. um, I think for that one, we're going to use ankle. Ankle? <laughs> I, ankle. Like I like ankle. So. so when it comes to dating, yes, how does that work? I identify as pansexual. I'm attracted to human beings, mm-hmm. yes. you know, and, and it doesn't matter what you identify as. I just don't, re- I don't um, hold myself back from sharing my love with anybody.
0: Demi is also starting a new project. The subject, extraterrestrials.
2: This bright light kind of moved in, like, these weird ways that a plane wouldn't move.
0: The singer is on the hunt for aliens in a new streaming Peacock Channel show called Unidentified with Demi Lovato.
12: Say hello to Demi.
2: <gasps> Basically, we went out there with equipment and meditated and tried to make contact. And? And? And you'll have to watch the show. (laughs) come on. So when you say make contact, what does that mean? When I say make contact, I don't mean, like, touching fingers with an ET. You know what I'm saying? What I mean by making contact is just by putting the intention out into the universe that you will see something Mm. from another world, Mm -hmm. and then you see something that you can't explain. Mm -hmm. So you feel like, uh,
0: I actually believe this as well, that there are other things other than us out there in the universe. Yes,
2: I do. And I am totally okay with people thinking that I uh, have lost my marbles, but I have seen some things in the sky that I cannot explain.
0: This past year, the pop star released a new show, new music, a new podcast, a new identity, demonstrating Demi is a master when it comes to the art of starting over. Do you have room for... You, for I know you take time for self-reflection, yes. but is there time?
2: Yes, I definitely take time for myself. Luckily, I'm in a position in my career where I've, I've kind of paid my dues a little bit. I've been around the block, so I don't have to run myself into the ground anymore like I used to when I was first starting out.
0: And that's where burnout comes. That's when we're limping. That's when we make bad choices. All those things yes. happen when we're on fumes.
2: Yes, and I was running out of fumes when I made a lot of bad choices in my life before. And now I can say that because I found balance and almost every sense of the word that feel better, I don't know, I'm, I feel like I'm in a great place.
0: Demi also talked about keeping so much private early on, including bullying and an eating disorder and then oversharing after a public breakdown. Of course, that opened Pandora's box of questions and stories. So now Demi's decided to be more selective, sharing only what could help someone else.
12: That's good advice.
0: And by the way, Unidentified with Demi Lovato begins streaming today on Peacock. For more of
8: our conversation, you can check out today. Com. Good conversation. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, up next, another singer in the spotlight, Amy Grant, on the moment that changed everything for her brand of music and why she says right now is the most joyous time in her life. But first, this is Today on NBC.
12: The City Music Series on Today is proudly presented to you by City. City.
9: And we're back, 843, with a chart-topping singer-songwriter both pop and contemporary Christian music. I love you so much, Amy Grant.
8: Mm-hmm. I've been a fan for a long time as well. So Amy is the executive producer of a new documentary called The Jesus Music, and it's all about the rise and success of artists like herself behind music with messages of faith. Amy Grant burst onto the pop music scene in the early 90s with hits like Every Heartbeat and Baby Baby as her songs topped the Billboard charts Not everyone realized Grant was a crossover star. Grant, who sold an estimated 30 million albums and won six Grammys, got her start as a teenager singing songs about her strong Christian faith. Her rise, detailed as part of the new documentary, The Jesus Music, which tells the story of how contemporary Christian music was born. As improbable, the rise of CCM itself, which started at Calvary Chapel in Southern California in the 1960s. It spread like wildfire among young people of faith, but met with resistance among traditional ministers. That was until the late evangelist, Billy Graham, endorsed the music at the
3: so-called Christian Woodstock in 1972. I was just so moved by Billy Graham's welcome to these rag-legged, you know, clearly not the religious culture that he represented but he welcomed them to his platform, and I just, I thought that was really beautiful.
8: It's hip-hop, it's country, at one point, heavy metal, it's pop. It's all of these genres yes. under under one umbrella, but there's
3: one thing that binds them. What would you say is that thing? Well, it's the message of faith, just the faith journey. But like, as somebody that loves music, this is why I started writing. We should have music that we like that's not just church music that talks about this amazing thing happened to me. And to me, it's just like, it's another color in the rainbow.
8: There was also a pot of gold at the end of that rainbow as CCM became a billion dollar industry. What do you want folks to take away from the the documentary?
3: I just hope that people will hear this music and, and see the film and just say, I see the beauty in this. I see the need for it.
8: Grant, who is married to country music star Vince Gill, has recovered from open heart surgery last year to repair a rare genetic condition, and is now on tour, supporting the 30th anniversary re-release of her hit album, Heart in Motion. You mentioned we're all on a spiritual journey, whether we know it or not, a faith journey, whether we know it or not. Where is Amy Grant on that journey right now?
3: oh my goodness well this is probably the most joyful time in my life and I am so grateful as I've gotten older I just say wow it changed everything when I believed that God designed me to be uniquely me and I'm gonna believe he designed you to be uniquely you I'm sure there are so many things I don't understand but I'm just Trusting that God, who holds everything in his hands, is not a surprise to him.
8: Mm-mm. Beautiful. That's right. beautiful. I, I enjoyed yeah. Amy Graham before yeah. the interview, after the interview. I love Amy Graham. Yeah. We were both, actually, at, at Billy Graham's last crusade here in New York, Flushing Meadows, back in 2005. Um, and she said she was there performing, and she went to Billy Graham after, went to Reverend Graham afterwards backstage. She was at a, a crossroads in her life. She wanted some advice. And he, she said that the Reverend Graham said, Amy... Sometimes you just need to take the long way home.
9: Mm-hmm.
8: And that's that's stayed with her for years. Wow.
9: That would be a good song. Uh-huh.
8: <laughs> we should mention the Jesus music is in theaters tomorrow. It looks Very really cool. good.
9: Great conversation. Thank yeah. You. All right guys, coming up
12: next, the one and only Bobby Flay sharing a chili recipe that's perfect to serve your family now that it's a little chillier out. But first, this is today on NBC.
0: We're back with Today Food, joined by one of our favorite chefs,
1: our Bobby Flay. That's right. He's got a new book out next week called Beat Bobby Flay. Conquer the kitchen with 100-plus battle-tested recipes.
12: Uh And this morning, Bobby's teaching us how to win in the kitchen with one of his all-time favorite dishes. Bobby, just when you think you know everything about chili... (laughs) you're going to do something. Is it a secret ingredient? Is it like, are you going to add some coffee grinds to it? Are you going to, what are you doing? You're just taking the meat out? You're robbing us?
10: (laughs) Well, it is a vegetarian dish, but Carson, you have to understand, first of all, on Beef Bobby Flay, I don't get to decide what the signature dish that we're cooking is. It's the other chef. Oh, that's right. So I got challenged to vegetable chili, and also my girlfriend doesn't eat meat, so, you know, I got to adjust. So how do you make it good? Smart man. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, so come on over. So, um... I'm going to start by making the base of the chili. Every, I always say everything good starts with onions and garlic, so we're going to start with some onions and garlic and then some tomatoes as well. And, of course, you need to bring some spices into the game. And, Bobby, so who's your like girlfriend? Cute- <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you Barry the leaf. I, I, wow. I, I, I knew you were gonna go there. Yeah. I knew yeah. you were gonna go there. Well, you brought it up. Uh, she will re- she's gonna rename uh, nameless for now. Okay. But, but okay. thanks for no, asking. I'm gonna Google it. I'll have it
12: by the end of this oh. segment. Wow. Yeah. All
10: right. So, the go chili ahead. Went right ahead. the, the window.
12: Sure did. Nothing remains nameless. where did you, it? you meet? It's 2021. How'd you guys meet?
10: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so then you add then you add a dark beer to the uh, uh-huh. to the chili, which yeah. is one of those secret ingredients, right? And then this becomes the base of it. Now, Carson was asking, like, you know, you rob us of the meat. But you can use things that are veg- that are vegetables that actually g- wow. give us the uh, the texture. Very attractive. Of meat meat so like So we're going to <laughs>
12: very we're going to, um, Carson founder. Well Carson we're founder. Not gonna, on the we're not I will not say that out loud. We did. But very impressive. But no, he did. He, did, no he did. Yeah. Vegan okay. so or we vegetarian?
9: Have, uh...
1: No. You really you. are dating we up, have... Bobby. You are really
12: wow.
9: dating up. You are wow. a
1: lucky man. All right. So this anyway, kind of I mix some, mix what, what vegetables line. are you using there, Bobby, to replace so the meat? thank you so much,
9: Al.
10: Thank you so much. So we have uh, we wow. have eggplant and portobello mushrooms because they have that sort of meaty texture. Mm-hmm. We're going to add that to the to the chili as well, and we're going to let this cook for a little while. And then basically, what happens is you have the base of the chili, and it mm-hmm. looks and feels like chili. It tastes like chili, but it's completely meatless. And and then the thing I love about chili is that it becomes like this canvas for all these like really cool garnishes that you can put on top, which is really the key, right? So that's beautiful. We have some yogurt that uh, has a little bit of uh, uh, shishito peppers in it and some lime juice. We want that nice cooling effect. And then I have some avocados in here with some um, with some diced red onions Mm -hmm. and some chilies. You want to put some avocado Mm. on top. It's almost like uh, the chili becomes a vehicle for all these cool things that you want to eat. A a, a few tortilla chips for some crunch. you got to make sure you have that crunch going. Hey, Bobby, does does the the chili
1: take less time because it's meat-based? I mean, vegetable-based than a meat-based one would?
10: It does, Al, because you know, if you're cooking something like eggplant or portobello mushrooms, it's going to uh, it's gonna cook a lot quicker. You just want to make sure that the mushrooms and the eggplant cook mm-hmm. all the way through because then it absorbs all the flavor from the base of the chili itself. You want to cook out that dark beer. You want to get some of that earthiness as well. And, uh, and then you, know, you, you, just, you start to garnish it, a little bit of lime zest on top. So you have some acidity, you have some spiciness, you have a little sweetness, mm. all the good things. And it's a, uh, it's a very warming dish. I have to say, like, when I first said, when I first heard that I had to make vegetable chili mm-hmm. on Beat Bobby Flay, I was kind of bummed out because, mm-hmm. right. you know, I am, I am a meat eater. And, um, but I have to say, like, the eggplant and the mushrooms do a great job Ooh. of substituting yeah. it. And, of course, it's a little bit healthier. I mean, people are eating a lot more vegetables. You I was going to say, are, are
1: plant-based, is plant-based having its moment now, Bobby?
10: Oh, it's unbelievable. You know, as a chef... We constantly have to adjust to, uh, to the trends of the way people are eating. And I will say one thing. People are eating healthier and healthier. And I don't think that's ever going to go in reverse. Mm-hmm. I think it's only going to keep going in that direction. Bobby. So we have to really get very comfortable with cooking vegetables in lots of different ways.
0: Yeah. What did your girlfriend say when she tried that oh, first wow. bite? I was just <laughs> curious. She's trying to help you here. Uh, no, trying to help what, a brother out. What, what did she say?
10: <laughs> Ooh, um you know what? I haven't made this for her yet to be perfectly honest, oh. but you know, it's it's on the dock. Well, it's it's been it's been the summer now. Now, you know, it's getting a little yeah, bit you're uh, right. well.
9: Yeah. Is she there right now? You tell me if
10: it's No, she's not here but, but thanks so kidding.
11: much
12: you.
9: Bobby, we love you so much. She's so to fun to tease you. you. Does she
12: have a key to the elevator?
10: <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh,
9: what else is in your book? We have a couple seconds. What other kind of recipes? Are they all vegetarian? Well, uh,
10: you know, th- there's all kinds of things. From like peri-peri chicken to shrimp and grits. Oh, Oh, um, there's some great desserts like a spiced chocolate pudding, yeah. um, eggplant rollatini. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, um, Salisbury steak. There's, there's really classic homestyle dishes. Mm, cool. And then there's a couple of things in there that are a little bit fancier. But it's, a, you know, if, if you're a fan of the show, I mean, uh, Al's been on the show a couple of times um, it's such a fun show, and um, we've, we've shot over 500 episodes. Wow. Cool. And, we've only uh, lost so twice. Obviously, it's they're amazing. not all in this book. Yeah. This is volume one, R- so oh, hopefully wow. there'll yeah. be more volumes. It's a right. terrific book. It's a great show. It's a great book. Yeah, thank thank you, Bobby. you, Bobby. Good luck Bye. with the relationship. You guys, you
5: the
12: best. Can't <laughs> wait to see you. Bobby Flay is out next Tuesday. Find out more of the chili recipe with no meat in it. Go to today.com slash I think you've
9: learned a valuable lesson. By <laughs> Bobby. <laughs> Meet Bobby Flay. We're like show. 13 years old.
11: Keenan Thompson coming up Bye. on the third hour.
9: <laughs>
11: he walked off.